Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. Today, we have Dr. Scott Scherer on the show. This is such a good podcast. We're talking about methylene blue and its potential to help with uh, so many different things with infections and with uh, boosting your mood, with boosting your energy production, boosting your resilience and your health in general. Such a good show. I always love having Scott on the show. He was on before talking about uh, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, which he's an expert in. And so we talk about you know a lot of different benefits of methylene blue for jet lag, just so many different things for boosting your brain function and how it's it's been used for you know almost a hundred years. It actually used to be used to dye blue jeans in South Africa. And then they realized that it could be used for, uh, for treating malaria. And, and so it's been used, uh, was being used for a long time before antibiotics came around. So it's really good for addressing different types of infections, gut infections, Lyme, things of that nature. So really, really good show about all the benefits of methylene blue and uh, where to get it. I'm going to be using it for jet lag. I'm going I'm doing some traveling this summer, which I'm really excited about. And I want to, I want something to help me with jet lag. I use my, my health device, my Nest, my health bioenergetic device as well, which is great for it. Um, but want to use something physically as well, like methylene blue. So I know you guys watching the show are concerned about your body burden of toxins. That's why you're listening. And so I created a quiz at heavymetalsquiz.com. And after you take that quiz, you're going to get your relative body burden of your toxic load and then you'll get your results and then you get a free video series that answers all of your frequently asked questions about detoxification. So go check that out. It takes a couple minutes at heavymetalsquiz.com. So our guest today, Dr. Scott Scher, uh, he's a board certified internal medicine physician, certified to practice health optimization medicine or HOME. And he's also a specialist in hyperbaric oxygen therapy. He graduated uh, summa cum laude from UCLA as an undergraduate and magna cum laude with alpha omega alpha distinction from the University of Maryland Medical School. Dr. Scott is the founder of Home SF, the first home clinic in the U.S., and is also the chief, uh, chief operating officer of health optimization medicine and practice. And it's a nonprofit education company pioneered by Dr. Ted Achacoso and the home uh, hope essential certification plus two advanced mo uh, modules in peptides and cannabis is, a, is teaching doctors and healthcare practitioners how to detect and correct the root causes of health, not disease. In addition, Dr. Scott is also the CEO of Smarter Not Harder, the for-profit arm of Home and Hope, and SNH is also the company behind Troscriptions, a line of uh, buccal trochees that are democratizing enlightenment by addressing the bottlenecks along the path to optimal health. So they have three products on the market now, including Blue Canatine, Just Blue, and Tro Calm. Uh, Dr. Scott's clinical practice includes home as its foundation, plus an integrative approach to hyperbaric oxygen therapy that includes cutting edge and dynamic HBOT protocols, comprehensive laboratory testing, targeted supplementation, personal practices, synergistic technologies, new and ancient, and more. He has also consulted on a number of wellness projects, including Bulletproof Labs. Uh, you can learn more about Scott and his work at troscriptions.com. Scott, thanks so much for joining the show. It's great to be back, Wendy. It's been a long time. Yes, I know. I first met you at the, the Bulletproof Conference uh, about, had to be like 2016 or 
something something like that a long time ago. I think ago. it was. Yeah, it was at least at least 2016 or 2017. Yeah, you were one of my first podcasts many, many moons ago. Yes. So it's cool to how see everything kind of circles back here. This is fun. Thanks yes, for I know. Me. Yeah. And so you have a clinic and you do a lot of really interesting cutting edge work with your patients. And mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about one of the, the methods you use, which is methylene blue. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of talk about this uh, on the internet. So tell us exactly what that is. Sure. Yeah. So I'm an internal medicine physician. I specialize in a field called hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And I got involved in methylene blue specifically because I have a company a nonprofit organization as well that I help run called Health Optimization Medicine and Practice. This is a nonprofit organization that's training doctors and practitioners on how to optimize health. It's a, a foundational approach. It's got some similarities to other integrative medical trainings, but the difference here is that we're health focused. So we're looking at optimizing the health of your cells, your gut, your neurotransmitters, your hormones, et cetera, and setting disease aside, at least for the moment when you're optimizing and doing the testing. But when you're doing all that testing and optimizing people, you need to find ways to help them right now and help them feel better now. So help with mitochondrial function was a big one of those. And so when we were looking at various types of products and a company to start that could address some of the bottlenecks that we all face on optimizing our health, the first thing that actually came to mind to one of my colleagues, who's the guy that founded the company, his name is Dr. Ted Atracoso, was Methylene Blue. And Methylene Blue has been around a long time. And it was first developed as a textile in manufacturing back in the 1800s, actually. And then it became the first FDA registered drug in 1897. So it's been around a long time. At that point, the indication was from malaria, actually. Somehow they figured out that the same textile dye that dyed your blue jeans blue, at least back then, that's what they used to dye their blue jeans blue, also treated malaria. And I don't know how the South Africans did it, but somehow they figured out that that was the case. And so it became the first antimicrobial available really until antibiotics and other antimicrobials came around in the 1950s. So it was used for urinary tract infections. It was used for uh, various types of viruses, various fungal infections. World War II pilots were actually using methylene blue in the Pacific theater. When they were there, they had to take methylene blue prophylactically to prevent things like fungal infections when they're in, in the jungles and things like that. So it was very well known. And there were songs about it because methylene blue when you take it, no matter how you take it, IV, orally, you ingest it, or you use like a buckle, buckle trochee like I have at my company, doesn't matter at all. It gets concentrated in your urine when you're urine, when it's coming out of the system. And so you urinate out blue. And so you have blue urine when you take methylene blue. And so they used to have songs about blue pee as a result of that. But after the initial antimicrobial stuff was the focus, when those came on the market, uh, methylene blue came out of favor because nobody wanted to be turning their pea blue anymore. They wanted antimicrobials and antibiotics and antifungals and things like that. But after that, it became pretty well. Uh, the first major reason it was used is that was the first drugs that were to use that were used for um, for antipsychotic drugs were actually derived from methylene blue because methylene blue has what's called monoamine oxidase inhibition. It increases some some of the some of the neurotransmitters in our brain, like serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. So it gives a little bit of a mood boost as well. So they were using it and they derived some antipsychotic drugs from it. They also combined it with antipsychotic drugs so that they knew if the the patient was taking their medicine because their urine would be blue, as we were saying. So this is also a good party trick. This is something you'll find online. Some people will actually will add methylene blue to various types of recipes so that when the, when they're when they're um, the people from their party go to the bathroom, their urine is blue. So yeah, I have to do that at so anyway. my next party. <laughs> yeah, it's a good party trick, right? Exactly. And but it's all but the, the, actually the, the great thing about it is that 
there is a, a lot of beneficial effects to it. And over the last several decades, we now know that methylene blue is a fantastic mitochondrial optimizer. Not only does it increase those neurotransmitters and help with your mood boosting as well, there are some studies actually currently looking at, at it at directly as an antidepressant. But there also is about at least eight different ways that methylene blue increases or optimizes mitochondrial function. And that's what really made us use it as the primary ingredient in a couple of our products at my company called Transcriptions. So I read that methylene blue actually helps with your mitochondria. And so how does it kind of, you know, promote their function? So the mitochondria, are, their main role for us is to make energy and they're very good at making energy. Um, but sometimes they have a hard time. Sometimes they need a little bit of help and we have a lot of mitochondria. And so if you have symptoms like brain fog or fatigue or muscle, uh, muscle fatigue, when you're doing exercise, if you've had a certain virus and, or really any post-viral kind of fatigue or brain fog difficulty with concentration, um, mitochondrial dysfunction is kind of like the the common denominator for a lot of our symptomatology. And so if you can improve mitochondrial function, you can hypothetically improve a lot of those kinds of symptoms. And so what methylene blue does is it donates electrons to it. So the mitochondria have something called the electron transport chain. Electron transport, transport chain, basic function is to create a gradient between electrons on one side of the membrane and not on the other side, and then allow you to make energy or ATP, your cellular currency. And so what methylene blue does is it actually donates electrons to one of the complexes, there's four, and it donates it to that donates to that fourth complex, more electrons, so there's more of a gradient, so you can make more energy. And the cool thing about it is if your mitochondria aren't working that well, like say your first couple complexes aren't working that well because you've had an infection, you have autoimmune problems, you have, uh, you have other types of stresses on the system, uh, infection, as I said, inflammation, uh, those are the kind of like the, the main ones that I see a lot of times, then you can bypass those first couple of complexes and still make energy regardless of not having working, working functional complexes, those first couple of complexes. So it bypasses those creates more energy. It does a couple different things as well. It helps uh, as a result of making more energy. It also stimulates the whole process of making energy to work faster and more efficiently. So It'll help starting help start dilating blood vessels around the mitochondria that are making more energy with increasing nitric oxide. It'll help break down substrate, which is your your fats and your 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 sugar molecules in your body, your glucose molecules to help make more energy in those areas as well. And it does this whether there is oxygen around or not, because it has the ability to compensate for low oxygen states as well. So for example, if you're on an airplane, it's great to have methylene blue around because it's going to give you more oxygen, more energy support, even if there's not as much oxygen around. And then on the other side of things, it's called an electron cycler methylene blue, because what happens is when you make energy, you, you also make energy waste products or reactive oxygen species, free radicals, sometimes people know them as. And what the body does is it has a way to neutralize these free radicals using antioxidants. Melatonin is one in the mitochondria. You also have vitamin C and glutathione. People have heard of all of these. Methylene blue is as powerful as those three antioxidants as an antioxidant itself. And so it can protect the mitochondria or mop up some of that oxidative stress that's occurring from energy metabolism. And then if you already are deficient in some of your antioxidants, because you've had inflammation, you've had infection, you have a chronic illness of some sort, you can help support the system in that way too. So you're basically the, the short answer is that you're building more energy and creating more resilience at the same time using methylene blue. And then at higher doses, methylene blue can be still used as as an anti-infective um, and in a lot of different capacities, but the lower doses of methylene blue, which is what I typically use in practice, are more for this mitochondrial support. 
Yeah. I mean, that sounds like it's so, so important because the mitochondria are under threat all the time. And there are so many heavy metals and so many uh, chemicals and, and other things, not, not to mention like viral infections and things like that, that mm-hmm. uh, really, um, really uh, like are a roadblock to mitochondrial energy production. So like anything you can do is, is amazing. And right. so uh, let's talk about some of the other benefits of methylene blue. I'm sure there, there are so many. Yeah. I heard it helps to boost mood. Right. So it boosts mood by increasing some neurotransmitters that the neurotransmitters are chemicals in our brain that help us in various signaling ways uh, in, in our brain itself through the uh, connections of neurons, et cetera, in the synapses. So it increases uh, dopamine, which is our re- reward neurotransmitter, increases serotonin, which is helping with our mood stabilization overall, and then norepinephrine, which is our stress nor- neurotransmitter that helps with focus, drive at higher doses, uh, fight or flight, and those kinds of things. And But the idea with the mood boosting is that it's not um, it's not as powerful as as some other products on the market, but it can really be a good supportive for those that just kind of need a little bit of extra boost. And so I work with a lot of athletes, for example, and like athletes love the mood boost that they get from using methylene blue along with whatever else they're using and doing uh, to help optimize them. But it can be really helpful in that way. And in addition, so you know, methylene blue is still used as a um, as a drug in in the hospitals and places around the world. It's still on the list of world, the World Health Organization's essential list of medications, actually. And the reason for that is it it has the ability to really combat something called uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. Everybody's heard of carbon monoxide poisoning or cyanide poisoning as well, because cyanide poisoning is actually a poisoning of your first complexes of your mitochondria. And so you can use methylene blue as, a, as an antidote for cyanide poisoning. I don't recommend anybody get cyanide poisoned anytime soon, of course, but there is an antidote for that using methylene blue. And then carbon monoxide poisoning is interesting because what happens with carbon monoxide poisoning is that the carbon monoxide molecule binds to your red blood cells in an area, it's called your hemoglobin molecules, and it binds tighter than the oxygen can. And so as a result, the carbon monoxide molecule will bind to the red blood cell and not allow oxygen to bind. So that's why people uh, will have significant symptoms and you know could die from carbon monoxide poisoning because they can't carry oxygen. So what methylene blue can do is actually it changes the conformation of the iron molecule that's on the hemoglobin itself to make it so that it attaches to, to oxygen easier. So this is not just in people that have carbon monoxide poisoning. This is actually to anybody that wants to optimize oxygen carrying capacity. They can increase their oxygen carrying capacity by taking methylene blue as well, because it changes the conformation of this hemoglobin molecule, making it easier for oxygen to bind. And then when it gets to the the cell, to the tissues where oxygen is going to help support mitochondrial function, you're going to get the dumping off of more oxygen into the tissue as well. And so you have the ability of, of, of actually carrying more and dumping more oxygen at the same time. So you're, you're improving mitochondrial function sort of secondary to that. But the primary thing is that you're changing the conformation of how the red blood cells are carrying uh, the actual oxygen molecule, which is pretty cool. You know, I can use some of that with my, with my brain right now. That's <laughs> more oxygen. Um, so let's talk about jet lag. So I've yeah. heard that it's, it's amazing for jet lag as well. Yeah. So what it comes down to is that methylene blue will work anywhere you have mitochondria and it's going to go to, go to the places where you have the most mitochondria. So where are those? You have your most mitochondria in your brain, in your heart, in your liver, 
and in your sexual organs, in your ovaries and in your sperm. Sperm are extremely energy intensive. As you can imagine, they have a long distance to travel if they're going to do their job. And of course, eggs are uh, extremely high, um, extremely high intensity as far as energy goes to make uh, what they do in, in making babies really. So um, as a result of that, you know, a lot of people with infertility issues, for example, about a conjugal dysfunction. And so, you know, methylene blue could be another potential option as to help optimize mitochondrial function uh, for infertility, potentially, although the, the studies are pretty nascent in that field. But when it comes to jet lag specifically, what's happening with jet lag is that you're, when you're on an airplane, you're pressurized to somewhere between six and 8,000 feet typically. So at sea level, you're breathing 21% oxygen. At 6,000 feet or 8,000 feet, you're breathing about 16% oxygen-ish. And so the amount of oxygen goes down acutely. So if you live in Colorado, like I do, you're used to 16% oxygen all the time. It's not that bad. I live in, I think I live at 5,000 feet. I think my O2 concentration is about 18% compared to 21% at sea level, maybe 17%, something like that. So on an airplane, it's not as big of a jump for me to go 8,000 versus somebody that's at sea level in Mexico near the beach, enjoying the water and the pina coladas as you are and going to on an airplane, that's all of a sudden you're at 8,000 feet. That's a big deal. So when that happens, your body goes into stress mode because your, your cells are seeing less oxygen. And as a result of that, you're going to have more stress on the cells themselves and your mitochondria. At the same time, you're also getting the radiation exposure of being on an airplane because you're closer to the sun. And as a result of that, there's less that's less protection, so you get more radiation. And so there's some pretty good data that, that methylene blue protects from radiation exposure. This is actually from skin exposure too. So there's actually some methylene blue skin formulations or skin, uh, yeah, skin, skin products that are actually trying to protect from UVA and UVB, for example, uh, which are pretty interesting. Just have to make sure they're not too blue or else you're going to look like a Smurf, but that's, uh, that's for some people that, that's cool. No big deal. Right. Um, but so you're looking at radiation protection, you're looking at oxygen and energy production, even at, even in jet lag as well. Um, or sorry, even on an airplane to prevent jet lag is what I'm driving out there. So those, those are the main ways. And then what I typically do is we have a bit of a protocol that we've developed at my company transcriptions, as far as how best to use methylene blue in this case. I mean, so typically what we would do is have people do. So in my company makes something called a, called a trochee. It's called a buckle trochee. It's a it's it, it's a dissolvable lozenge that goes between your upper cheek and gum and dissolves here but after about 15 to 30 minutes. <clears throat> Methylene blue is actually very highly bioavailable, which means that no matter how you take it, whether it's IV, oral, uh, when you ingest it, or in, in buccal cavity is going to be almost 100% bioavailable, which is pretty uncommon for most supplements or compounds. Most, like a good example I always give is N-acetylcysteine, NAC. NAC is about 10% bioavailable. And 10% bioavailability means that of the 100 milligram NAC that you took, only 10 milligrams are actually being seen by the body because the rest is getting inactivated. Most of that inactivation is related to liver digestion. So once we digest our supplements, our capsules, even our food, everything gets processed through the liver. And once the liver processes things, most of the time it's going to inactivate various uh, various ingredients. And the, the nice thing about methylene blue is it does not get inactivated, but most things do. Uh, we made buccal trochies at my company, transcriptions because we were worried about bioavailability and, and also the consistency of effect and how fast it happens. So if you dissolve it in your mouth up here, it's going to work faster. Uh, methylene blue can be swallowed. Our, our, our trochees can be actually swallowed. This particular one, we have three products. This one, the, the pure methylene blue trochee called Just Blue is something you can also swallow. 
And the nice thing about just, you know, obviously if you put it in your mouth and dissolve it, your mouth is going to turn blue. Uh, methylene blue is a very strong pigment. We talked about it being a good party trick for people urinating blue, but it's also going to make your mouth blue. So not everybody wants that. Understandable. Um, we like to say at my company, blue is the new smart, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but with regard to the protocol is that if you can either put it in your mouth or you can ingest it or swallow it. And you, what you want to do is want to take one or either a half a trochee or full trochee about four hours before you get on a plane. The half-life is about four to six hours. And then you want to be taking uh, something about every four to six hours when you're flying to help really just maintain energy production, protect from oxidative stress. And then it'll also help you with recalibration of your time zones as well. The thing about methylene blue is that it can act like a nootropic and actually can act like a brain enhancing supplement because if you have brain fog, concentration issues, fatigue related to mitochondrial dysfunction, we're going to optimize your mitochondria. You're going to feel better. So you have like an elevation in your cognitive, cognitive capacity. It could be subtle for others, but it also can be quite overt in, in other people. Like it's, it could be night and day. Um, it depends on the person, but anyway, so it doesn't matter what time it is when you're going to your new time zone, because even though you're getting the mitochondrial support, it's not going to keep you up at night as well. We have another product that has some stimulants in there. That's called blue canatine that has methylene blue with nicotine, caffeine, and CBD. You don't want to take that before bed, but if you want to, you know, get a lot of work done, be productive, be focused, not take some of those ADHD medications that you're getting from a friend that you shouldn't be taking uh, or whatever, <laughs> um, then this is, the, then that's an option for you as well. All right. Interesting. Really, really interesting. Um, any other, any other benefits that you can think of? So let me think here. So we went through a lot. I think that, you know, what's interesting about methylene blue is that most of the studies that have been done have been done at higher doses for infection. Um, and so over the last decade or so, there's been more studies now in cognitive function with cognitive capacity. So there's some interesting studies in Alzheimer's models, in traumatic brain injury, in stroke. And there's a researcher down at University of Texas, Austin, named Francisco Gonzalez Lima, that's done a lot of great work on using methylene blue for models of Alzheimer's. And the idea that one of the reasons why people will develop Alzheimer's is a blood flow issue. And so if you can increase mitochondrial function by giving methylene blue, this may help support people and prevent it, or at least be a, a treatment for early, early, early symptoms of mild cognitive impairment, et cetera. So some of the early reports were really interesting, Wendy, we had, uh, some of our users give it to their grandparents and they were telling stories that their grandchildren had never heard of before. Like, like basically their memories were coming back online. So very interesting. And then we've also had reports of people, uh, talking about joint pain going away and, and, uh, chronic urinary tract infections, uh, improving, and high blood pressure also improving because if there's an inflammatory aspect of symptomatology, which is quite common, that's really a significant piece of this. As inflammation goes down, symptoms are going to get better. So it could be anything from, from cognition to joint pain, to blood pressure issues, uh, to fatigue. A lot of people in the post-viral world that we are in now get their brains turned back on when they start taking methylene blue. And it's not something that we really anticipated, honestly. We just knew that it was a great mitochondrial enhancer, that it had been around, and the safety profile is quite good with it. But the, it's been really great to get all these reports. I mean, my company, we work with a lot of practitioners. I'm a practitioner myself, obviously. And so we work with a lot of practitioners all over the US, all over the world that are using it in these chronic, complex medical illness patients that have a really hard time with some of these symptoms that we've described, whether it be fatigue or chronic 
concentration issues or uh, they can't, they have exercise intolerance, they have heat intolerance, they have chemical sensitivities. I can, you know, all this stuff as well. I can go on and on, but using this as a supportive, as another tool in the toolbox can be transformative. I mean, I, and I have countless stories of headaches going away for the first time in years, the ability to exercise the first time in years, blood pressure that was always out of control, getting better. And, uh, with just a couple days of methylene blue treatment, which is you know, usually something that would take a longer time to see any major effects with almost anything else. So yeah, I just had a report a couple of days ago of somebody that had severe joint pain and he had joint pain. He tried everything and anti-inflammatories he couldn't take because of ulcers. And he was taking methylene blue. And then after two days, the joint pain was gone and, and it didn't come back after he just continued to take a low dose of methylene blue every day. And I think, I think that's the key too, Wendy, is that the, the dosing is really important for methylene blue because you have low dosing, you have kind of medium dosing and you have high dosing. Low dosing is less than one milligram per kilogram and medium dosing is around the one milligram per kilogram. And then high dosing is higher than that. The problem with higher dosed methylene blue is that it can be really good. Like on the moderate to high scale dosing can be really good for things like infection. It could be really good for people that have like Lyme and Bartonella and some other, you know, even viral infections, acute viral infections could be really quite good. And but at those higher doses, it's also something that could be a little bit dangerous because methylene blue, it can build up in the system and cause, instead of improving energy and resilience, it actually can do the opposite because it has uh, what's called a hormetic dose response curve where it works at one level really well, but if you put it too high, it's going to cause issues with the system. So you don't want to keep it high for too long. It also can affect the gut microbiota as well. It affects gut biofilm at high doses. So you want to be aware of not taking doses that are high for long periods of time because of that, for example. So you don't want to affect the gut biofilms unless that's what you're trying to do because you have an infection, for example. The lower doses is what we have in my company. We have we use 16 milligrams. So it's pretty low dose, but it's a dose that was developed specifically for mitochondrial optimization and nootropic function. And so that's why we, why we had really went with that dosing. And the dosing there is very, very safe. Um, it can be used on a regular basis. You don't have to, don't have any issues with gut microbiota. Don't have any issues with toxicity. Um, we have been using it. I've been using it in my clinic for chronic urinary tract infections with some success at this very low dose. So, but if there's an acute issue, then you may want to go to higher doses for the antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial piece of this to be more profound. And so, the nice thing about the low dose is that. It's a mitochondrial optimizer, everything that we talked about here, it's very safe and it can be combined with other treatments as well. So the, the one that's been looked at the most has been red light therapy so or near infrared light because what red light therapy does is it donates photons, you know, photons are like, are little pieces of light basically that optimize mitochondrial function. And they actually optimize the same complex on your mitochondria that the methylene blue does. So in combination, you have the methylene blue and the red light therapy synergizing together to help you make energy more effective. And so what we have people do is take your methylene blue. If you let it dissolve in your mouth, you can go outside in the sunlight or go in front of your red light panels in about 15 to 30 minutes to activate it. Or if you're ingesting, if you're swallowing it, then you want to wait about 30 minutes to an hour. If it's on an empty stomach, at least before you go outside, because that's going to help even so I've been working on this with athletes, for example, and, and their endurance goes up. If you do this, because the methylene blue is revving up the mitochondrial function. And then the sunlight is, is when you're outside running or doing whatever, you're also going to get the ability to have the, the synergy with the red light at the same time. So it's, it's pretty cool. So I think the key for people to know is that dosing matters in the sense that you want to stay low dose most of the time uh, where our dosing really was 
created specifically for mitochondrial optimization, health optimization, and regular use. So I use it almost every day. Uh, if you live in, in a toxic world, which we all do, if you're on airplanes, if you're not sleeping as well as you'd like to, because you have four kids like me, even though my kids aren't that young anymore, they still wake me up. Or if you, or you're just the toxins in our environment in general, no matter what we do, I think everybody really deserves and needs a little bit of my, more mitochondrial optimization. So I think methylene blue can go a long way to really helping people. And then if you have more of a, an acute issue where you have an acute infection, acute inflammation, acute trauma, that can even be like the strokes, the heart attacks, the things that I was describing earlier, then that's when higher doses may be more beneficial. And also the World Health Organization dosing is typically around one milligram per kilogram for carbon monoxide poisoning, for cyanide poisoning, et cetera. So, um, and then the last thing I'll say, um, I'm sure you have questions, is that uh, the kind of methylene blue that you take is very important. There's methylene blue that's in fish tank cleaner. I don't recommend taking methylene blue that's for fish tank cleaner. That methylene blue is similar, but it's also typically contaminated with heavy metals. Um, you have to find a good, clean source of it. What we use at my company is come something called USP grade, which is basically a, as pharmaceutical grade as you can get. And But we don't even trust that. We had a lot, a lot actually the first eight months before we launched our company in 2019, right before the pandemic really, took us about eight months to find a good source of methylene blue because even USP methylene blue can be contaminated. So what we would do is we would get it from the manufacturer. It would be third-party tested already, but then we would third-party test it again or fourth-party test it, whatever you want to call it at that point. So we would make sure there was absolutely a good, clean source of it. And so, and what we've noticed is that from a lot of other companies that make methylene blue, then people go to ours, they find it a lot more effective because it's a stronger dose because it's the dosing that we talk about. It's easier to dose because it's in a trochee, those, these small dissolvable lozenges, as opposed to the droppers get that really, really hard for people and that stain everything if you're not careful. So, um, so I guess the last piece there would just be that, you know, quality is really important when you're looking to source it. Yeah. I mean, I've heard you can get it on Amazon, but I, uh, I just wouldn't trust that. You know what I just <laughs> heard all. about Amazon? I was just talking to a colleague of mine, I guess a company called Metagenics, which I'm, heard, I'm sure you heard of, they were having a bunch of issues with their products a number of years ago, getting a lot of complaints. And then, so they bought $40,000 worth of their own products on Amazon and they found that it was all counterfeit. It was oh all counterfeit. God. Yeah. Wow. It was all counterfeit Metagenics. Like, and it was, so like, it was all terrible. So I highly recommend you do not buy things from Amazon unless you can find good data from the company in other places. Uh, you just don't know what you're getting is what it comes down to. They're too big of a company to be able to do quality control. And I mean, there was another study I just saw recently, like I think, so a supplement quality and is, is a huge deal. And I know you care about this too, Wendy, is that when you're getting things, supplement companies do not have any regulations that they have to follow. Zero. Uh, they, they just, they, they're just not allowed to make any claims that they treat or cure any disease. And so you don't know, they don't have to have as much of whatever they say that's in there. They don't even have to have those, the labeling supposed to be right. The label, they have to have the right labeling supposedly, but nobody's checking. Yeah. These things yeah th there else. isn't, there isn't anybody checking yeah. anything. Right. No. So, yeah, I mean, uh, there's four docs on my team, including me at prescriptions, and we made the products so that we can use them in clinical practice. And that's why the company was developed. We wanted to make sure that we had things that we would feel comfortable giving to our patients in our clinics and my clinic and, and other clinics. And, and I would feel comfortable asking other people to try because I thought it might help them and not harm them. And so, I mean, it's just amazing that there's really, really few regulations that any of these companies need to follow. So just be very well aware that you may not be getting what you think you're getting when you get something from Amazon. I would really look at some of the, the companies that have a better track record that are doing their own testing like we are 
and that 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 clinicians like me are using the, the the products in clinical practice as well. And that, I think that's also important because you know we're the ones that will see when people are having issues with various types of brands of things as as things go. As as I've had this experience throughout my time as a clinician. Yeah, it's scary. Amazon is a wild west. I mean, there's definitely lots of uh, products made in China that are on there that are that are, that are fakes. So yeah, so yep. when it comes to supplements, you have to be very careful with that and beauty products too. And it can have a lot of heavy metals in them for sure. And so, so who shouldn't take methylene blue? Is there anyone where it's, uh, you know, counterindicated for them? Yeah. So if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, methylene blue is probably not a, a thing that you should, uh, you should be taking. There's some, there's definitely some evidence on the pregnancy side that it's not a good idea. There's less evidence for or against on the breastfeeding side, but we don't, we don't recommend to do it. The other category of people are people that are taking antidepressants. So if you're taking an SSRI or a drug that has serotonin reuptake inhibition, like one of the newer antidepressants out there, then hypothetically, there could be an interaction. As we were discussing earlier, methylene blue gives you a mood boost by increasing some of those neurotransmitters, including serotonin. So as a result of that, there could be an interaction between at least high-dose methylene blue and SSRI medications. As a company, as the transcriptions company, we don't recommend taking them, but as a, cl but clinicians are using them in combination in some ways, uh, low dose methylene blue and SSRIs, and that can be beneficial, but only done under the supervision of a, of a provider is what we would say. So um, other than that, the, there is a, at higher doses, if you have a genetic disorder, I guess you'd call it called G6PD deficiency, which is basically something where your red blood cells are at a higher risk of having more of a profound response to oxidative stress. And you may not want to take high dose methylene blue because it could potentially cause your, your red blood cells to start hemolyzing or cracking. But I mean, that's not something that, that we see really in clinical practice. It's very, very rare. Those are the major things I would say. I mean, the other thing just to be aware of, of course, that, that methylene blue is going to turn blue, right? It's going to turn your mouth blue. It's going to turn your urine blue. These are benign side effects. But if, if you have anything in your, in your mouth that is plastic, it's going to dye that plastic blue and it's not going to come back. You're not going to see uh, that return back to what it looked like before. So if you have like veneers, for example, you wouldn't want to use methylene blue and have it dissolve in your mouth because those veneers would be ruined, for example. So mm. actually it was kind of a funny story. I went to go, I had an interview, did a podcast with a guy that had plastic veneers in and he was going to get permanent ones that were going to be porcelain. So porcelain's fine, but he had to walk around with or and do podcasts for a week with his blue stained veneers because he didn't have, he, he forgot that he had the veneers and when he took methylene blue. So I mean, the great thing about methylene blue, Wendy, I would say is that almost all, all of us, I think can benefit from it if you don't have those contraindications and it's about your dosing and about really what your goals are, but as a supportive, as a health optimizer, especially if you have mitochondrial dysfunction and symptoms, like I've just been really impressed with how easy it can be for some people to see a significant difference. I mean, going from brain fog yesterday to no brain fog today is a pretty big deal. And then not being able to have a huge amount of exercise tolerance and then being able to go from two blocks to a mile in a week is pretty impressive. And then having joint pain that you've had for years go away in a couple of days. I mean, saying all those things, most people have more subtle improvements. It's not like today and tomorrow kinds of black and whites. It's more about a foundational approach. And that's what our nonprofit's all about too, which is training doctors and practitioners like myself and like you, Wendy, if, and, and people that are interested uh, to learn how to optimize health, vitamins, minerals, nutrients, gut health, neurotransmitter, 
optimization, hormone optimization, circadian rhythm optimization, environmental exposure, et cetera, et cetera. Because all those things are important. Like it's not like if you're already put a lot of gasoline on a fire and you just put in some methylene blue to help quelch it for a couple of minutes, it's not like that fire is not going to start again. So you have to be thinking about what's under the hood and what are you doing? Are you drinking alcohol and having McDonald's once a week because you think that's not as bad as having it five days a week or whatever? I was talking to somebody earlier that told me that he was only drinking ridiculously one day a week instead of five days a week. And I'm like, well, that's a good start, right? I mean, and uh, he's only having cocaine once a month instead of twice a week. I'm like, <laughs> well, that's great, right? So, I mean, these are all good things, right? People are, are making, that's, those are good steps, but like cocaine, probably not such a good idea, right? You know, so like alcohol, we probably know now, probably not gonna help your brain very much, especially if you're already having symptoms that are having you come see me in the first place kind of thing. But, you know, we get, you know, everybody has their own path and I, and I get that, but, but looking at optimizing health and that foundational level level is extremely important while you're using something like methylene blue or some of our products as well that might help with focus and concentration. The other one that I was mentioning earlier, it's called blue canatine. This, this is the one that has nicotine, caffeine, and CBD along with methylene blue. I mean, oh. nicotine can be shocking for people, but nicotine is a fantastic nootropic. I mean, you know this, I'm sure Wendy, but most people get scared when they hear about nicotine, but if you don't vape it, you don't smoke it, you don't have it with the other additives that would be in other kinds of tobacco containing products, very low dose nicotine. We're talking like one milligram here in one of our full trochies compared to a cigarette or a cigarette's like six to 26 milligrams of nicotine per cigarette, a vaping product is at least 25 milligrams per, uh, per puff. I think it's some ridiculous amount in vaping products. We're talking about much lower dose non-tobacco derived. And there's great studies on mild cognitive impairment on in Alzheimer's patients as well, just turning on the brain with increased cognition, memory, focus, verbal fluidity, recall, they all go up using nicotine. So it's a great nootropic and it's a great replacement for some of those other things out there that people are using that unfortunately have lots of crash, lots of come down and lots of terribleness like the Adderalls of the world. Um, not to say that some people don't need those drugs, uh, but I think there is a significant proportion of people that could likely wean themselves off when they optimize their diet and use something like this in uh, in a in in the stead instead of using something like Adderall. Of course, if you're going to stop any of your meds, you know, do this with your healthcare practitioners and don't do it on your own. Uh, that's not a good idea. But in general, I think that there's I think there's alternatives for a lot of these people that are stuck on these drugs uh, that don't feel like there's a way out, and I think this is one of them. And those drugs are, are are scarce now too. They're hard to find. Getting getting Adderall, there's a shortage because of all these online uh, companies that are giving out like pill mills with it and things like that. So yeah, yeah, I know. I, ha I actually have a friend. She's addicted to Adderall and she's can't find it uh, right yeah. now. It's just hard for her to get a prescription for it, and she actually needs it. You know, if you're taking it for 14 years, it, it's difficult to kind of to wean yourself off of that. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got a couple guys on my team that have been able to that were on ADHD drug, D drugs for for almost like a decade and we're able to wean themselves off using our blue canatine. And oh, wow. the, the nice thing about the, the blue canatine for people that do not have ADHD is something you can take periodically, just when you really need to get stuff, get stuff done. You need to focus, you need to concentrate, you need to be productive. You can do it three to five hours. You're going to feel great three to five times a week, maybe at most. But if you have ADHD, then you can even take it more regularly than that and take it on a daily basis. And you can even titrate it. So the nice thing about the trochies is that they're titratable. They come in like these little squares. I don't have one on my desk, but um, they're squares that they're scored. So they can you can actually take a quarter of it, a half or a full. And the average dose for most people, even with the Just Blue, which is the pure methylene blue trochee that we've been talking about already before this one, is a half of a trochee at a time. So 
the blue canatine half turkey up here dissolved between your upper cheek and gum that's the best place to do it because that's where you're going to get the brain hit because the circulation of the mucosa in your cheek goes to your brain and everything. And so that's why you're going to start feeling the effects pretty quickly within about 15 minutes or so, uh, 15 to 30 minutes, especially usually within that time frame. And so um, it's, it, that's why it's, it's really needs to be buckly absorbed to really get that effect. But, and that's what people that have ADHD want. And that's what all of us want really is that we want that instant hit of focus and concentration. You're like, Whoa, okay. This is what it means to, to really want to get stuff done. Now I really want to focus and, but you don't get the tunnel vision and the jitters that you would get from some of these other drugs because it's got the CBD and the methylene blue in there. CBD helps kind of round it out. So it's not as some people that use nicotine or even caffeine can get jittery and like hyper and, but the CBD really kind of helps it round it round itself out. And methylene blue is really great supportive as we've talked about for your mitochondrial optimization. So you have those benefits as well. Yeah. Scott, you need to hook me up. <laughs> yeah, <Methylene> blue. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, we'll send you some to Mexico, man. No problem. I'm happy to. Yeah. yeah. Well, me and I want it because my boyfriend and I are planning a trip to Japan, okay. and so I want to get some to give him some. Say, you know, tell him it's going to cure jet lag, and and watch with just pure joy when he comes out of the bathroom and he has blue pee. <laughs> You know, it's funny. You uh, one thing I didn't mention about the blue pea. This will be interesting to you, maybe not to your audience, but I think for you. But um, you can actually titrate your dose to blue pea, and the reason for that is this: so once methylene blue comes into the body and it does its work, so it donates electrons like we talked about, and then it also picks them back up. So it picks up electrons because it's an antioxidant. That's what antioxidants do. It picks up free radical electrons. When it does that, it turns from blue to colorless. So if you have a lot of oxidative stress in your system, you will not pee out blue. You will actually pee out colorless. It won't be blue. But if you're actually peeing out blue, that's a good sign that you've given your body enough methylene blue to neutralize the oxidative stress that's going on in your body. So it's a way to, it's kind of a barometer a little bit for people. I mean, we don't know about this. This is, this is just pure anecdotal. So I can't say there's any studies on this yet, but it's, I mean, I've worked with even personally, but also in the, with a lot of the people that we've been using the products with or really adopters in, in our products, they'll tell us that if they're at home taking one particular dose, their urine will turn blue. But if they're traveling and they're not sleeping as well, and they're not eating as well, it'll be a higher dose that re that's required for their urine to turn blue. So what I often do with my patients is that we'll titrate to when their urine is blue. Uh, basically. So if their urine's blue, that means that they've got enough antioxidant capacity that we've been able to neutralize some of that oxidative stress. So with your, with your boyfriend, you have to just make sure that he takes a, a big enough dose to know that it's, that it's blue. But when you're traveling, typically you do need more because of the stress of, of traveling. And as I mentioned, we have, uh, we'll be publishing an article on our website pretty soon on a, for a jet lag protocol. So that should be up by the time this goes out. And uh, you'll be able to, if you go to our, our website, transcriptions.com, we have a bunch of blogs on our, on our ingredients, on lots of different things, including we have a good article on methylene blue and red light therapy that we were talking about before. And we have another one on dosing and we'll have this one on jet lag that'll be coming out pretty soon too. So okay, great. What work for hangovers too? Good question. I have had a couple reports of people using it in that capacity, along with a lot of hydration as well. So uh, the answer is, I don't know. I mean, when it comes to why people get hangovers, it's a, I mean, we know that one of the major reasons is dehydration. So I think that's the primary for people. Then the other aspect of is, is potential liver stress and some inflammation. So I think it might be able to be helpful. I haven't used it. I haven't gotten a lot of reports about people using methylene specifically for that. So I'm not sure. 
Exactly. Okay, I was just but, curious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. so where can we find uh, the Methylene Blue on your website? So if you go to prescriptions.com, that's the name of my company. It's the word trochee and the word prescription mashed together. So T-R-O scriptions, prescriptions.com. You can also find, find us on Instagram, of course, at prescriptions, and you'll find a lot of information there as well as on the website. We also have a, our own podcast that we have a podcast called the Smarter Not Harder podcast, and we do interviews and, and we have lots of guests on our on various topics, including the things that are in our uh, the the products, the ingredients that are in our products, of course. Um, oh, one thing on jet lag, which I forgot to say, is that blue can sorry not jet lag on hangovers. Blue canatine is a great hangover remedy because it's it's got this it's got some nicotine and caffeine in there plus the methylene blue and CBD. So yes, we've got a lot of great reports that for for the jet lag piece of like the the mental fogginess when you get off a plane, um, blue canatine is great for that. Actually, that's how we that's actually the reason why we first developed it is to help help people that are sleep deprived off after getting on an airplane. Uh, it's been a great, great remedy for that for me and and for my colleagues as well. Oh, fun so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely interested because I'm going to be traveling all summer and oh, we're nice. doing, yeah, I'm going to be doing kind of like a, you know, digital nomad thing this summer. So oh. I'm going to need some, Scott, going to help me out here. We got you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll take care of you, Wendy. No problem. Yes. Yeah, so you have the, the methylene blue, the just blue is the name of our product that has pure methylene blue, 16 milligrams of methylene blue, as we've been describing. That's your daily health optimizer. That's your your mainstay for jet lag. That's your mainstay for mitochondrial optimization, for brain fog, for fatigue, et cetera, and some of the chronic conditions that are associated with those symptoms. And then you have your blue canatine, which is your focus, productivity, your sleep deprivation, actually really great for women that are going through menopause as well, perimenopausal, that are having a lot of brain fog and, and fatigue when that's happening. Uh, blue canatine has been a savior for many of these women. And I've get reports of this all the time, which is, which is pretty cool. And, um, and so that one you can find on our website too. That's, uh, that's also dosed the same way. If they're a quarter, half or full, I'm a quarter kind of guy because I'm pretty sensitive to caffeine, but if you're not all that sensitive to caffeine, we have people usually start with a half of a trochee there. And, uh, yeah. And then we also have one other product on the website. It's called Trocom. This one does not have methylene blue in it. It's a combination of CBD and CBG. CBG is another non-psychoactive cannabinoid, great for pain, great for temperature regulation, great for anxiety. And then we have kava and we have something called nicotinyl GABA or B3 GABA. And kava is something that most people know about these days, but it increases GABA production in the brain. GABA is your most important neurotransmitter to help calm down brain firing. And GABA is probably the most important neurotransmitter that you've are not supplementing right now um, that most people need is what it comes down to. But the problem is that GABA supplements do not cross the blood brain barrier very easily. And as a result of that, whatever you're taking orally is not, we talked about bioavailability earlier. It's like zero for the, for the, for the brain. So the GABA you're taking is very poorly bioavailable. So we have Kava, which does get, does get across and does increase GABA indirectly by stimulating GABA production uh, or GABA release actually. And then you have nicotinyl GABA, which is a B3, vitamin B3 attached to GABA. And having a B3 attached to the GABA allows it get th gets through the blood-brain barrier. So you're going to feel the edge taken off very quickly, stress, anxiety relief. And it's really great for people. And I fall into this category sometimes where you have a hard time falling asleep because your mind is racing. Dr. Ted, who started the company, he likes to call it similar to constipation, thoughts to patient. 
the idea that your thoughts just stop. They just won't. So your, your brain is not going to be circling and circling those things about the five things you forgot to do today or the 10 things you have to do tomorrow or the 18 things you have on your your wish list of nomadic places you want to live this summer or whatever. Like it'll it'll help you kind of calm down. And so, and it's great during the day at lower doses, like a quarter trochee, if you're super stressed, if you have a podcast that you're stressed for, I wasn't terribly stressed for ours today, Wendy, so I didn't take one. But sometimes if, if you're stressed for like a podcast, a, a meeting, a presentation, uh, taking just a quarter of one can be really great just to kind of take the edge off a little bit. So this one's developed for people that need something as an alternative for some of those other prescribed drugs out there or these over-the-counter drugs like alcohol, for example, to help wind down, which is obviously going to wreck your sleep. And the prescribed drugs like the benzodiazepine class that are quite addictive. And so I've been able to wean patients off of these drugs uh, using this particular particular product. And of course, if you're going to do that, you want to do that with definitely with practitioner support because coming off of benzos can kill you if you don't do it in a very prescribed way. So just be aware of that, anybody that's listening. Yeah, that it just I actually used to take uh, uh, Xanax, and yeah, yeah. Uh, which, uh, which is a benzodiazepine, and um, just a doctor gave it to me because I was having trouble sleeping and like it was just not you know thing, and uh, I it was it was unbelievable. It was the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life as far as like how I was feeling, and um, yeah, those are extremely difficult to to come off of, um, but yeah, and and it just makes so much more sense like for anyone who's on. Uh, any of these these uh, drugs, it, they just flood your synapse with GABA, and so you ends up depleting it over time, and, and it's habit forming. It makes so much more sense to supplement with GABA right. and give your body GABA rather than depleting it, which is what right. these drugs do. Yeah, one hundred percent. And really important to to be aware that you know, they also create tolerance and they create withdrawal, and 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 these can be independability and they can be really nasty to get off of. And they can also I've had people that have been on these things for a long time. We know that they're, they're basically give you a risk of, it's called increasing your all cause mortality, which means that you have a risk of dying from anything more commonly if you're taking those drugs than opposed to, and you're not, this is even like a bicycle accident. It doesn't matter what it is. If you have those drugs, you've been taking those drugs, you have a higher risk of dying if you're taking a benzo or you're taking one of these sleep medications as well. And so the nice thing about Trocom is that it can help you fall asleep. We have a couple of new products that are becoming out one for sleep specifically, That'll be great um, for helping people not only fall asleep but maintain sleep as well. But you know, but for right now we have the Just Blue, which is our pure methylene blue trochee. This is one that we've been talking about mostly. This is our mitochondrial optimizer, giving your mitochondria some love, as we say. And then we have Blue Canatine, which is our focus, get things done, productivity, your ADHD-like feeling without the come down, the, the crash, the withdrawal the anorexia, those kinds of things. Anorexia just means like you don't want to eat. Um, and that, and then sometimes that's why people take these drugs, but, but in general, that's not a good thing. And then our trocom, which is our relaxation, stress reduction, taking the edge off quiet and quieting the mind, as we say, from the boardroom to the bedroom, even performance anxiety in the bedroom, although along with sleep can be, be there could be benefit of taking trocom in both capacities. Right. Well, that's a great benefit too. Yeah, of course. Performance. Yeah. yeah. Come on guys. We don't want to have performance anxiety. Right? So, and so, yeah, there you go. So again, all this, Wendy comes down to like the big picture, like the 30,000 foot view for me always is as a clinician, how can I help my patients right now? Uh, knowing that what we really need to do is not only do that, but we need to address these bottlenecks now, but at the same time, looking to optimize health over the long term for people, give them the tools that, so these, these 
compounds, these trochies may not be needed across the long term, And that's okay with me. I'd rather people say, look, I can get to sleep no problem at night because I have a great sleep hygiene routine. And, and I take my, and I have my, my tea and then I have a great conversation with my wife and we talk about how much we love each other. Then we go to bed. I'm like, well, that's perfect. Don't take trochom if you don't need it. But, and like that's the idea really is to create a lifestyle habits, diet and, and supplementation that works for you and trying to keep things down on the supplementation side, as much as you don't need them, but if you do need them, then having options. And that's really what we were trying to develop with the transcriptions company. Okay. Fantastic. Well, Scott, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. That was really, really good. I can't wait to try your product. And uh, so tell us your, so your website is troprescriptions.com. Prescriptions. So the word, yeah. Tro, yeah, the word tro, trochee and prescriptions mashed together into troscriptions.com. Yes. Yeah. Tro. You can find us on Instagram as well. And you can find me on Instagram if you want. I'm at Dr. Scott Scher, D-R-S-C-O-T-T-S-H-E-R-R. And yeah, we have a lot of information on our website, on our blog, and our podcast. You can ask us, ask us questions on our Instagram page. We're as responsive as we can. Most of us, uh, the clinicians are all, all involved and and we really do try to help and, and, and really try to give as much information as we can. Yeah. And check out your podcast too, Smarter Not Harder. I love that name. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, Scott, it was always a pleasure talking to you. And if you guys are interested, I did a podcast a few years ago with Scott as well. You can search on my site. Oh, I'm my embarrassed. Research. We should do another one. That's no. a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was really good. It was on uh, HBOT on a hyperbaric yeah. oxygen therapy. Yeah, it, was it, was, it was a great it was podcast. 2016, so many years ago. So Yeah, it was really, I, really good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah a lot of fun. So, yeah, thank so you for everyone, your time, Wendy. This has been fun. Yes. Yes. So everyone go check that out go check out that your podcast and uh, everyone thanks so much for tuning in to the Myers She Talks podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers and I love bringing experts from around the world to help give you, you know, those little nuggets and those little pieces of the puzzle to help upgrade your health and live the life that you deserve. So talk to you soon. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.